Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, April the 12th as we come off a, I think in general, on the whole, a disappointing weekend of Phillies baseball, but a Thrilling win last night on Sunday Night Baseball in front of the national audience. So, you know what? We will take it. The Phillies remain in front of the Braves, sitting at 6-3, and three, heading into a four-game series with the New York Mets. So, all's well that ends well, let's say, as the Phillies uh, uh, look at start out rough, an 8-1 loss on Friday night, and really just... Uh, one of those games you were like, oh, we're not winning this one tonight. It felt, it was pretty quick. It felt like the game was over. Zach Wheeler didn't have his best stuff. We'll dive into it all. And then Saturday, just a, a crushing, brutal way to lose. The f- the first loss this year that really felt like the 2020 Phillies, you know, felt like, hey, we'll dive into it. But just a, uh, a gut punch of a loss. And then, and then look, uh, yesterday, last night, you know, they go down early. It could have been something where they kind of folded up and, and just left Atlanta with a, a sweep, a, a return sweep at the hands of the team they swept to start of the season, but they didn't. They fought back multiple times and then took the lead multiple times after letting Atlanta fight back. And ultimately, I think, uh, you know, was a really resilient, fun, important win for this team. It's early in the season. You know, obviously, um, you know, we're not going to carry away and say, you know what, I'm. It was a, a super important game, but I think it was an important game in the sense that this team started out so hot, had a nice start to the season, and lost a little bit of that momentum with this two straight, uh, two game losing streak to start here in Atlanta. And I think coming back and winning this game before in New York was a a nice confidence building win, and and a, and the kind of thing we can hang on to a little bit of that momentum, especially the way they won the game, that the style in which they won it. You know, I thought they did a really good job. So shout out to the Phillies for coming back and winning that one. Let's dive into it all. Let's start with Friday night, which was, again, a uh, a bummer of a loss. It just was a game where, um, you know, you're going in with high hopes. They're 5-1, and one, and you got Zach Wheeler on the hill. Wheeler coming off the, um, you know, the, the starting game two of the season, seven innings, ten strikeouts, one hit. One of the best starts by the numbers we've seen from a Phillies pitcher in a long time. Uh, and you know, the hype was there and you really, the 10 strikeouts, especially after, after last year, Zach Wheeler, who pitched to contact so much more and didn't have those high strikeout numbers like we had been accustomed to seeing with him. Um, you know, this year in that first start really swing and missed off. And, and that's the, that's necessary for Zach Wheeler to be an elite, elite type of pitcher. He could still be really good the other way, but as we saw, but 
elite elite. He needs that swing and miss stuff, and, and certainly was getting it in the first start. Did not quite as much. Four strikeouts and four and two thirds innings. So, um, but three runs on seven hits, four walks. That's eleven base runners and four and two thirds innings. Um, just was unable to get anything going. Um, really struggling as the uh, Phillies did get out to an early lead, scoring in the third, making it one nothing. But then. It all fell apart for Wheeler in the fifth inning as he gave up a two-run home run to Acuna. Uh, ultimately, Darno an RBI single, and then after taking out of the game, a three-run homer scores another runner uh, in his stead as uh, Brandon Kinsler also got roughed up, giving up three runs. David Hale gives up two runs. So really a, um, a rough night all around for Phillies pitching. Um, just one of those games you want to forget. The offense was unable to get anything going as well, really across the board, you know. Uh, JT had two hits. The only person in the line about two hits, six hits total. Only the one run, which they get on the uh, Andrew McCutcheon single in the third, and that was it. Just a a game to forget on Friday night. Just just handled. They got handled uh, by the Braves on Friday night. You know, kind of those. You swept us. You're coming into our house. We're gonna we're gonna handle business. And again, Zach Wheeler just did not bring it. And uh, as a result, they the Phillies, you know. Got handled, and that happens. Um, a better showing on Saturday night, though. Ultimately, a, a much more gut-wrenching loss uh, as a result. But um, Phillies lose 5-4 to four on Saturday night. This one, a, a frustrating one. Um, they go down early in the first inning. Zach Eflin gets roughed up. So the Phillies go up in the first inning. They take a 2-0 lead. You're feeling great. A, a DD RBI, 2-RBI single off Vian Anderson. You're feeling great. And then Eflin crushed in the first inning uh ultimately gives up three runs in the first freddie freeman a two-run shot the uh the big blow after an ozzy albies uh, shot to make it two to one and then a, a two-run shot for freeman uh, excuse me ozzy albies double and then a two-run shot for freeman um phillies go up three to uh excuse me the braves go up three to two and then efflin settles in and anderson settles in we don't have any more runs to the fifth inning and it's not efflin efflin is, is cruising here and then andrew mccutcheon Boom! A blast to left field. The the best swing McCutcheon has had this season. Crushed it his only homer of the season today, but um, a big one in a big spot there as well to go up three three. And then next inning, the one, the only, the man Bryce Harper had a great weekend in baseball. Certainly the last two days, as Harper goes two for four on Saturday night with two runs scored in this like just rocket over the right field fence for his first homer of the season. Obviously a clutch one to make it four to three in the sixth inning, just really just unloaded on a baseball, put it in the right field seat. Um, unfortunately, uh, the Braves would tie it up in the bottom of the four. Zach Eflin just made a, a little mistake. He'd been, again, really recovered well um, from the rough start. And uh, I, I thought, you know, on the whole, you know, when you look at Eflin's numbers and he goes six innings, four runs, seven hits, one walk, two strikeouts, they're not great. They're not, um, you know, they don't jump off the page. But at the same time, I thought when you take it on a county pitch pretty well, you know, considering the rough first inning and after that, um, really only made the mistake in the six. Unfortunately, it makes it 4-4 and then, um, and then it falls apart. And then it falls apart in the seventh inning as uh, runners on first and third, Jose Alvarado on the hill, one out. And a uh, Freddie Freeman, it's a ground ball back to Alvarado. And Alvarado, instead of looking at the runner coming home from third, decides to spin around to try and turn a double play. 
Didi Gregorius isn't covering second because the ball was hit to that side of the field, so he's kind of moving towards the ball, you know, not knowing Alvarado will get it, but even more so, it was so clear that the runner, I think it was Pache, Christian Pache from third, was running home no matter what in that spot. He was already running before the ball got to Alvarado. Like, you just, and Joe Girardi excused it, and I disagree with that. You, you, you can't make that mistake. You can't make that mistake if you are Jose Alvarado. It's a massive mistake. You can't take your eyes off the guy on third. That's the thing that matters. The guy on third matters. That's it. It was a massive mistake. It ends up costing the game. The Phillies aren't able to score again. They lose 5-3, and they lose because of it. And Girardi had a bad game. Girardi had a bad game the night before. I forgot to mention when he takes Zach Wheeler out, goes out in the fifth inning, not realizing that Caleb Cotham had already gone out earlier in the inning. And Girardi goes out. That means they had to pull Wheeler. It was the second mound visit in the inning. It was a 2-0 count. It was foolish. I mean, let's be real. It's the kind of thing that if Gabe Kapler did, we'd be talking about it for months. I mean, like, you remember when Kapler, that idiot, did this? What a disaster that guy is. Horrible manager. We'd be saying all that if, if Gabe Kapler did it. Without question. Lock it in. It was a boneheaded move by Girardi. And I know these rules are weird and they're still not 100% used to them, but it was a boneheaded move by Girardi. There's no other way to put it flat out. Um... And then Girardi on Saturday, you know, the Alvarado, I don't blame him for that, but that is bad baseball, and you blame the manager for the players not being locked in and, and making smart decisions. But also, also, I blame him for taking Hoskins out of the game and putting Nap at first base. I know, um, as my buddy Jack Fritz pointed out to me, that you know that the reason you do that is because you keep Nap in the game in case JT gets hurt. You can put Nap back at catcher, which is fair. Um but um, still, it was tough to have Hoskins out of that game in a close game. They end up losing. You know, and you don't have the bats for it. And you end up having Roman Quinn and Andrew Knapp batting in the ninth inning. You know, and that was it. I mean, Roman Quinn is like an automatic out. He is just useless as a baseball player. I mean, that center field spot, well, you know, we've talked about it, but that is a massive concern for this team. Um, all right, let's get into Sunday, and then we'll talk about some other stuff going on and some other thoughts from the weekend just across the board. But. Uh, Phillies, thank goodness, win it on Sunday. Going into the game, uh, we find out Archie Bradley hurt himself on Saturday night in an oblique injury. So Archie Bradley to the IL, which of course is a huge bummer, as uh, you know Archie, one of the guys you can count on in this pen. Um, JoJo Romero coming up, which look, I think JoJo should have been on the team to start the season, especially with only having one lefty in Alvarado. I was surprised, and also I think he deserves it. I think he's better than Velasquez and other guys. You know, you could say who've made the team so. Uh, David Hale, for instance. Uh, I, I'd much rather have Romero in a, in a spot than those guys. So I'm happy Romero's coming up. I think he'll be help. Uh, you'll help, but obviously you wish Archie wasn't hurt. Um, so it's a you know an, a nice outcome um, that JoJo can come up, but not a good outcome that Archie's hurt. Obliques can be tricky, uh, especially in baseball. I feel like for hitters, worse than pitchers, so that's good. But we'll see. I think it depends on how severe it is. Um, but we head into Sunday. And thank goodness, thank goodness, as we talked about, just a, a such an important win for this team. Like, we really collectively needed the Phillies win 7-6. to six, A Really a fun back-and-forth baseball game. Again, the Phillies go down early. Uh, again, just like Eflin uh, giving up three runs in the first. Matt Moore um, gives up three in the first. Matt Moore, not good, folks. Not good. I'm not surprised. Like I said, I didn't like the signing. I didn't I don't have a ton of faith in Matt Moore. Um, but he's... He's pretty bad. 
Um, I don't know how many more starts he's got, but, you know, they'll give him a few, but he needs to figure it out. Um, ends up going five innings, five runs, uh, five strikeouts, nine nine hits, um, no walks. Uh, no walks, I guess, is nice, but just just not good. Matt Miller, Matt Moore has been bad. So, anyway, they go down early 3 nothing uh, in the first inning, and, you know, you're feeling down. You're like, man, they're going to get swept in Atlanta. This sucks. Like, what a bummer of a weekend. And the Phillies start to battle back. They get one in the second. JT basically creates a run, uh, uh, gets a double, then steals third, and ends up scoring on a deep fly ball um, by JT uh, by Gene Segura, who has been rough at the plate. Uh, you know, that was an important sack fly, but Segura has not lived up to his end of the bargain right now. Segura batting two thirty five on the season, a two thirty five slugging too, and only a two seventy OBP. Not good. Um, has really struggled. The pitch recognition for him seems to be just a total mess. But um, big hit there as the Phillies get it 3-1. Then the fourth inning, uh, Reese Hoskins just smokes one to left field, a 404-foot shot to left. Hoskins has absolutely been the Phillies' best hitter. Like, there is no question about it. Batting 306 with a 639 slugging percentage. Um, Just has been awesome. Him and Harper, the two best hitters. Romito has been good as well. Um, that they, you know, look, those are your best hitters. They should be your best hitters, but they certainly have been. Um, Hoskins just launches one to left, makes it three to two in the fourth. Phillies two outs, have two runners on. You're like, come on, boys, let's do something here. And Didi against Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley had owned Didi in his career. They showed the stats earlier. He was 0 for 10 coming in the game against Drew Smiley. What does Didi do? What does Didi do? He launches one into right field. A three-run shot, five to three Phillies, and you're feeling good. You're like, yes, yes, this team, they're fighting back. It felt like this one was over. It felt like there was no chance they were going to find a way to win this one just because uh, you were so beaten down from the two games before, and they take the lead five to three. You're feeling good, and then the next inning, Acuna knocks one in five four. An inning later, Matt Moore killing your soul. Uh, Freddie Freeman home run in the fifth. And this one really looked like really a great piece of hitting by Freddie Freeman. Went down and golfed it out. Um, next inning, the sixth. Who steps to the plate? But the man who keeps hitting clutch home runs, two in back-to-back games in tie games, Bryce Harper, another rocket into right field. Very similar line drive-ish type home run. Just smokes it into right. The Phillies take a 6-5 to five lead again. You're feeling good. Connor Brogdon comes in, shuts down uh, a clean inning. By the way, Connor Brogdon, the best reliever on this team. That dude's awesome. He is. If I have to have one reliever come in to pitch one inning, the most important inning or whatever you want to call it, it's Connor Brogdon. Like, it's not even a question for me. Like, I, it's such a fast answer. If you ask that question, like, Connor Brogdon. Yep, that's it. Done. So uh, he's awesome. But then Coonrod comes in and, uh, look, he – Coonrod's been great this year so far, but he, he gave up a monster on Ronald Cunha here. And that's, you know, it's going to happen. Cunha's amazing. Um, Cunha, 428-foot shot to center, 6-6. Six to six, And then we head to the top of the ninth. Over Alvarado, clean inning. Uh, in the eighth, top of the ninth, Alec Bohm leads off the inning with a double to right. That man is cool as ice. Uh, double to right uh, ends up. Getting on to third base with one out, shallow fly ball to left field, and Bohm comes home. He slides in ahead of the throw. He is called safe to take a 7-6 lead replay review, and this is, you will see this one replay a lot because it is controversial. It really did, honestly, look 
on the replay, like Bohm never touched home plate. Like the way his foot came in, it looked like his foot was about to touch home plate and it was in ahead of the tag. And then his foot almost kind of like popped up a little bit and it looked like the catcher swung his body around, knocked him, and the way his foot came down, it was either outside the plate or on the edge of it. And maybe that's why he called save. Either way, it was ruled that it was too inconclusive to overturn. The Phillies get the run. They take the lead 7-6. And then Hector Neris, a just lights out. Uh, shut him down. Quickest inning of all time in the nine shuts him down. Um, and that was that. So a huge win. Like really just a necessary win for this team. They needed that win uh, yesterday and got it. Now six and three. And again, a resilient win, a tough win, a hard fought win. Um, in a spot where they needed it. Again, a game where they kept coming back to, and then first started out fine. Then they took the lead. Then they Gave it up, then took it again, then gave it up again, then took it again, and ended up winning it. Really nice to see. I was I was really impressed with that win last night. Um, some random thoughts from the weekend before we look ahead to this week's action, and it is a full week of Phillies baseball, four straight against the Mets to boot. Um, some other thoughts. Uh, Friday night, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Ronald Cunha, it's a monster shot in the sixth inning. Uh, excuse me, the fifth inning off Wheeler uh, to make it um, – Two to one. It was one nothing at that point, and he definitely destroyed it. Uh, I think it's one of the furthest home runs he's ever hit, or definitely the fastest off the bat. And um, he admired it for a sec or two, like sit there and kind of watched it go, and then and then ran around the bases. And um, there was some hubbub about you know whether he should have done that or not. And and it's you know a classic argument that we've gotten into so many times. And I think you know where I stand if you listen to it. But like, yeah. It's baseball. It's an emotional sport. These people are having fun. They're playing a game. It's supposed to be fun. And guess what? If you don't want Ron Acuna to watch one of his massive dong home runs that he hits, just tank shot and run, then guess what? It's a very, 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 very simple response. Don't let him hit it. All right, we're good. We're done with the conversation. Uh, some other cool things from Friday, even though it was a horrible loss, it was cool to see that fan, uh, the Phillies fans in Atlanta who gave Freddie Freeman the ball. Uh, for the Freddie Freeman fan, the kid, the ball, that was really awesome. It's great. Um, particularly, we all know, as, as Philly fans, we get so much flack that we don't deserve so much um, derogatory thoughts our way. It's awesome when people represent us on a national stage in other places in such an awesome way. So shout out to them. and. Um, that was really, really, really awesome to see. And then Bryce correcting the fan, the Braves fan, saying Acuna, and he's like, Acuna, how do you not know how to say his name? It was super great, dude. Classic Bryce. Uh, Saturday, we discussed the Alvarado play. Just a, a, just a killer. Uh, not much else other than from Saturday, and really the weekend in general to mention is um, how much of a concern the defense has been. Obviously, the Alvarado play itself on Saturday was a, a, a boneheaded play more than a bad defensive play. But in general, I mean, Didi keeps double clutching the ball and, and getting guys get to first base on things that shouldn't be singles. Um, you know, Bohm for as much progress he made is still not good. Hoskins is a sieve at first base. They're a bad defensive baseball team and it, it could affect them. Like it is, they're bad enough where it's, it's an issue. It's something where they could lose games because of it. If, if something is not remedied quickly. Um, so it's a real concern. Seriously, uh, it's something to watch out for. If you're watching the Phils and, and concerned about something, the defense is something to keep an eye on. Um, last thing um, before we look ahead. Um, 
just the idea of, of looking at this team and, and coming out of this weekend and look, you're feeling good about six and three. I think the three things I feel most confident this team is going to need at some point. Um, center field is obviously the, the number one issue right now. And Roman Quinn, like I said, he's like an automatic out. He is just so brutal. He is unplayable. And Adam Hazley is not far off. I mean, he feels like an automatic out right now too. And he's not good defensively either. It's just those guys stink. And I think Mickey Money actually get a shot. Um, why not Mick? Uh, but also, uh, look, if you have to look to trade stuff for somebody, I mean, this is like, it's, it's, uh, it's untenable, uh, the way it's going right now. It's a big issue. Another big issue. I think the three biggest issues of the team right now. And again, they're a six and one team that I feel good about, excuse me, six and three team that I feel good about. Um, that the thing I mentioned last week, the depth at starting pitching, you know, again, technically right now, Vince Velasquez is their sixth starter, you know? But uh, Matt Moore stinks. We don't even know if he's a viable four or five starter or whatever. But then uh, if he isn't, then is it Velasquez? Is it Spencer Howard, Ranger Suarez? Not a lot of depth there. Not a lot of guys you can count on. That's certainly something that if they're good enough, though, you would think look to upgrade at the deadline, the the starting pitching of it all. That's usually what deadlines end up being used for and are are needed for. But... um, uh, it's certainly an issue. I really do think it's uh, there is a, you know, something to be concerned about there with the uh, the starting pitching and the issue of uh, the depth. Really, honestly, like how that um, how that could play out. So it's it's something to to keep an eye on for this Phillies team. As uh, again, I do think that um, ultimately, I think that's personally, I think the biggest issue on the team. Look, the defense is an issue for this team as well, but. Uh, I would say the defense, the starting pitching depth for me, I think it's the biggest issue. Um, center field is clearly an issue. And then I think the last one too is just right-handed bats off the bench. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like a big issue, but again, you have Roman Quinn as a go-to right-handed pinch hitter. I mean, Ronald Torres and that's it. You got no one else. They got no one to come in and bat right-handed in games when you need it. I mean, this is a serious issue. It's a legitimate issue. Like they need a right-handed bat. They need one. Like, for real, for real. Like, they can't get by without what they have. And I think, look, I think Scott Kingery really hurt their plans. Kingery um, was supposed to be that guy for them, the guy who could play multiple positions, be a right in and stick for you, do all that type of stuff. And he just stunk so bad in, in spring that they just couldn't play him. And um, But it's a hole. It's a legitimate hole in this team, that right-handed bat coming off the bench and in general. Um, again, like, you think about, it, like, Matt Joyce, Brad Miller, um, you know, Nap's a switch hitter, but he's much better from the left-handed side. But, um, you know, uh, Roman Quinn, switch hitter, but that's it. You know, uh, it's all these guys, Joyce, Miller, um, you know, all the guys off the bench, they're all left-handed. Um, Hazley, you know, and then Mickey, if they brought him up, also left-handed. So that doesn't solve that issue, but it's certainly, I think, Mick deserves a shot. He's got to be better than what we got. So um, those are the issues right now, and I feel really good about this team. They're not not freaking out, but there are things that need to be remedied. Like those are real issues. The defense, the starting pitching depth, the center field spot, and the right-handed bat off the bench are things they need to fix. Like again, those are manageable things that you can fix. I'm not saying they need to reconstruct the whole team. Those are manageable things that they're gonna have to look to fix if they really wanna, you know, be a playoff team. That that's what I think. Um, all right, looking ahead. Uh big, big, big week of baseball as the Phillies will play four in New York before coming home for three in St. Louis. That's massive. Seven games this week against good baseball teams. 
Mets, it's Chase Anderson versus David Peterson in game one tonight. Um, that's huge. Anderson, five innings, two runs in his first start. You hope you can get something like that from him. Peterson, obviously, his last start against the Phillies got roughed up in that first inning and then settled in a bit, but still the Phillies had a good game. You'll you'll take that effort again. Um, Saturday's game uh, is, excuse me, Tuesday's game, uh, game two. Uh, we get Nola on there. Hopefully can recover after that last outing was just not a, a great one from Nola. Only goes four innings. Uh, they did win the game, though. Nola against Walker. Um, so that's clearly one where you feel like you have a, a pitching matchup. I like Tawan Walker. He's a talented young arm, but you know, you'll definitely take Nola over him. And then same thing with, look, Zach Wheeler coming off a bad start, but going up against his former team and going up against Joey Lucchese. I mean, that's a definitive advantage for the Phillies. Like, So you have advantages, and, and I would say three of the four starts, the one you don't is Zach Heflin versus DeGrom. But, you know, you got Heflin who's good. And DeGrom's DeGrom. And look, the Mets always find ways to lose uh, games for DeGrom, right? A 12-10-1, that's on Thursday. And then the weekend, um, looks like Matt Moore, Chase Anderson, Nola's now against the Cardinals. We'll see how that all shakes out. But that's a big series, too. The Cardinals are a good baseball team, and they're coming here, so you want to win those games. But obviously, most importantly, is this series against the Mets. Four games in New York, so um, it's going to be big. It starts tonight. We will react to it tomorrow. So uh, until then, everyone have a wonderful evening. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Day right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law